The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Then Jesus came from, ja from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so for now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. And then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Well, grace and peace to you all on this snowy Sunday. Excuse me. This week, when I looked at all of the readings that were given to us, I kept thinking about the board game Guess Who. I think you, some of you guys know this game. It's that game that has two players. One gets a red board and one gets a blue board. And each player is supposed to draw a face out of the master deck. And the goal is to guess by process of elimination who the other person has. And the boards are filled with these little tiles that have all these different faces. And so you ask each other these identifying questions back and forth. Does your person have blonde hair? Does your person have glasses? Is your person a man or a woman? Until you figure out who they drew. I like it because it's fun. And it's a relatively easy game. And it's one you can play with a lot of different ages. And there's always that sense of victory when you finally figure out who they have. And I can't help but think of guess who when I hear our Old Testament reading today from Isaiah, the very first one that you read today. And the thing to remember is the book of Isaiah is really, really long. It has 66 chapters, and it was written over a long period of time with a lot of historical events that had happened. And we walk in today in the later half at chapter 42, and we hear something called a servant song. The words we heard today were a song. And we want to remember that at this point, the people of Israel had been driven out of their homes by war. They were exiled and living as war-torn refugees in a strange land with hostile people but things are changing. The words we hear today remind us that things are changing. God is the one who's still in control. And he sent this prophet with words of hope. Things aren't as dark as they seem. The lost people will eventually return home. And the ones who tried to kill them are falling. There is a bit of hope. And that's when we get the words we heard today. That's when we get what is called the servant songs. Because scattered throughout these later chapters of Isaiah are these songs about a servant of God and what that servant of God is like. Today we hear God point to one of the servants and say, Here is my servant whom I uphold, the one in whom my soul delights. God's servant is one who will establish justice in all of the nations. God's servant will not break what is bruised or put out hope that is dimly burning. 
God's servant has been chosen and called and given as a light to all people. This sounds really good. We could use one of those kinds of servants. But the question is, who is it? Who is it? And that's what keeps me thinking about guess who. Who is the servant of God? Who is the one who brings justice, who keeps even dim hope burning bright? Who is the one who's given as a light to the nations? Who is the one who walks in promise? Who is it? Now, history has a lot of ideas about who this passage of scripture is about. Like if we were to make a biblical guess who game and fill it with who this servant might be, those tiled cards that flip up and down, we'd have a tile for the prophet Isaiah, who this book is named after, who speaks these words. We would have a tile with a card in it for the whole nation of Israel, that everybody there is supposed to be a servant of God. We would have a tile with a picture of Cyrus, that Persian king on it, an actual historical figure who defeated Israel's enemies and allowed them to return home. We would have a tile with a shadowy, unrecognizable face on it, that the servant is supposed to be anybody. And we would have a tile with the face of Jesus on it, the one who brought justice and light to the whole world. And so we think of Jesus as we walk into our gospel reading today because we join Jesus as he's being baptized by John in the Jordan River, a river that those exiled Israelites from so long ago would have known well, one they would have been happy to go see again. And I wonder, how did Jesus hear these servant songs? We know that Jesus was formed by these same ancient scriptures, just as we are formed by them today. We know that Jesus knew how to read and that he read from the prophet Isaiah because later he goes to the synagogue and reads aloud from the scroll of Isaiah. And so this servant song, this passage, was it one that he knew well? Was it one he was thinking of as he went down to the Jordan to be baptized by John? We know what John was thinking because John just says it. As he sees Jesus coming, he says with shock, I need to be baptized by you, but you're coming to me? We don't know what Jesus is thinking. All Jesus says is this is how it needs to be to fulfill what is right. After Jesus is baptized, he begins what we know of as his ministry on earth. He goes from Jesus of Nazareth and becomes Jesus the Christ. In baptism, Jesus is set up on this path of ministry, and it marks this new start, this new way of life that he's going to live. Baptism is what makes Jesus into the servant, the servant that he would have known well from Isaiah the servant that we're getting to know today. God says about this servant, I have called you in righteousness. I have taken you by the hand and kept you. I have given you as a covenant for all people, a light to all nations, to open the eyes of the blind and to bring the prisoners out from their dungeon. That sounds a lot like the stuff that Jesus did. And that sounds a lot like the stuff that Jesus still does. And so with all of this swirling around in our minds and in our hearts today, I wonder how can it change how we think about our baptisms 
How can it change how we think about what we do here with this bowl of water? Because Jesus tells us to baptize people and to make disciples. Jesus tells us to be made into disciples ourselves. So we need to constantly reinterpret and look at our baptisms for our own lives and our own faith. Because we don't walk down to the River Jordan like Jesus did. And I've done a lot of baptisms, and there has never been a dove or a booming voice from heaven. And yet, yet we are all still baptized, and in some way it does resemble the baptism of Jesus. Because we are baptized into his life, death, and resurrection. That we are united to Christ in this act. And perhaps, perhaps our key this time in 2020 for thinking about baptism can lie in these words we hear from Isaiah. Because in baptism, we are all named as God's beloved children. And we are given a charge, a responsibility to be a part of God's work of healing this entire world. When someone is baptized, we say that they're given special responsibilities. And these responsibilities include proclaiming Christ through their words and through their deeds to care about others and the world that God has made, and to work for justice and peace. And then the pastor asks, do you promise to grow in Christian faith and Christian life? Which means like actually having to do that stuff. It means becoming the servant. The servant in our Isaiah reading is one who works for justice and peace. The servant is one who brings God's promises to suffering people. The servant is one through whom God works to do new things in this world. And in our baptisms, all of our baptisms, we are given this new way of life. We are the ones who are made new, and we are the ones that God will work through for others. So in this great biblical game of guess who, of guess who the servant is, I think I think there just might be tiles with our faces on them. Because in our baptism, even in Jesus' own baptism, we are pulled into this long line of servants of God. We are adopted into the family of God, called and set aside for the healing of this entire world. The servant song in Isaiah becomes one that we would know how to sing. And when others look at us, they would never have to guess who we are because it's clear that we are children of God. Amen.